Hello and welcome to the Jesus Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Lena Elsia Lee, also known as Lena the Jesus Witch on TikTok and Instagram. The Jesus Witch Podcast is a show dedicated to opening the conversation about including Jesus in witchery practices. The goal of this podcast is to not be evangelical. The goal is to spread the love, light, truth, acceptance, and oneness that is Jesus Christ himself. Here at the Jesus Witch Podcast, we believe all people are loved by God and all people are loved by Jesus. We believe in community and the power of fellowship. We believe in giving whatever you reasonably can to help your neighbor who's in need. And above all, we believe in the power of creating a relationship with Jesus that is authentic and unique to you. Join me for new episodes of the Jesus Witch Podcast every single Monday and be sure to subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting app. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Jesus Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Lena Elsia Lee, also known as Lena the Jesus Witch on TikTok and Instagram. This week on the show, we're going to be doing a highly requested episode and talk about Jesus Witchy parenting. As you may know, I have two kiddos. I have a six-year-old and a two-year-old. My two-year-old's about to be three and my six-year-old's going to be seven in December, so I should more like say a six and a half-year-old than an almost three-year-old. But you know what? I'm going to keep calling my littlest two and my eldest six until the days that they turn the next age because like I don't want to admit that they're getting older. But um, I have kids and I like to teach them about the bible about witchy stuff about crystals astrology all of that good stuff um so today we're going to talk about how i incorporate that into their lives but before we begin i want to remind you to subscribe to the jesus witch podcast on whatever podcasting platform you're listening to us on and don't forget to rate us with five stars giving us a good rating helps get the word out about the show and if you would like to support the jesus witch podcast and get early and ad-free episodes of the jesus witch podcast as well as other really fun and interesting perks you could click the link that's in the show notes page that will take you to our patreon and become a patreon supporter there but now let's talk about jesus witchery and parenting when i think about jesus witchery in the lens of parenting i essentially view it as deconstructing backwards so my kids are being raised with the concept of a god and a goddess knowing about different pantheons you know understanding that there are things in the bible that probably weren't actually like said by jesus or you know, were manipulated and twisted for political gain. Obviously, I explained it on their level. And so far, I've explained more of this to my six-year-old than my two-year-old, just because, like, you know, cognitive differences-wise. In deciding how I wanted to speak to my children about God and about spirituality, I sat and I asked myself, what would my inner child want to hear about God How would my inner child want to learn about spirituality? And how can I do this in a way that's not forcing it on them and instead creates like curiosity and questions and explorations? I love when my eldest like questions me on spirituality stuff and like will open up huge conversations. Like that is the point for me. And I really try to go at faith with my kids from a deconstructed point of view. 
And obviously as somebody who spent so much time in the church like I have in my life, if you haven't heard my story, you can go to the first episode of the Jesus Witch podcast, which is titled Meet Lena the Jesus Witch and learn all about it. But if you've listened to that episode, you would know that I've been around the block with churches. So I obviously hold some religious trauma, I hold some prejudice, and I hold certain beliefs that are still pretty evangelical um, and that I'm still deconstructing myself because you know I'm not a perfect person and my journey will never be over you know and until the day I take my last breath I'm going to be continuously on this journey towards deconstruction so with my children I try to put aside my trauma what I learned and really go at it with a fresh a clean and a clean slate because I want to raise the next generation of quote-unquote Christians I want to raise the next generation of Jesus believers and I want them to be more open and accepting and again questioning and you know like creating curiosity around their faith and really having a lot of wonder around their faith so it's really important for me to create a space where they feel open and safe to do that sort of thing so I would say one of my ground rules when it comes to teaching my children about Jesus witchery teaching my children about spirituality is to not force it on them um, to start with an open and honest conversation about faith and move from there. And all of the ground rules that we're discussing today, you can find them in the extended show notes page of this episode, which is on Patreon for all Patreon supporters in every single tier. So if you're interested in having that resource, click the link that's in the show notes page to check out the Patreon. So my second ground rule that I have when doing spirituality with my parenting style is allowing my children to explore what they're interested in. And I should add an asterisk next to this one because like obviously within reason I'm not going to allow my like six-year-old to start really researching like baneful and dark kind of magic but I don't think that's really in his <laughs> like realm of thought right now anyway but I allow my children to research whatever they want and I have to facilitate that research obviously as their parent. And now a quick break from this week's episode of the Jesus Witch Podcast to talk about a few ways you can help support the show. One way you can help support the creation of the Jesus Witch Podcast is to become a supporter of us on Patreon. On our Patreon, there are four different tiers that you could choose from, and they're all named after tarot cards. We have the Fool, the Magician, the Hierophant, and the High Priestess. In the Fool tier, you get early ad-free episodes of the Jesus Witch Podcast, extended show note pages when available, Christian tarot grimoire pages, and access to our monthly community oracle reading. In the Hierophant tier, you get everything from the Fool tier, tarot spreads to help your connection with Christ, Spirit, your higher self. I also like to put out new tarot spreads for each full moon or new moon, Wheel of the Year holiday, and Zodiac sign. In the Magician tier, you also get one Bible-based spell grimoire page each month. This teaches you how to incorporate the Bible into your own spell practice. In the Hierophant tier, you get everything from the Fool and the Magician tiers, as well as a Happy Mail package from me every single month with the ingredients to make a spell, as well as an extra Bible-based spell page for your grimoire. And then you get access to our spellcasting Zoom each month where we do the spell that I sent you together. In the High Priestess tier, you get everything from the Magician, Fool, and Hierophant tiers, as well as... 
an extra Bible-based spell from the Sun and Moon Oily Co. in your Happy Mail package each month, and a one-on-one Zoom call with me every single month to discuss your practice, how you're growing, and any suggestions that I could give to you to help you on your path. Patreon tiers start at $6.66 per month, and you can find the link to that in the show notes page. Another way you can help support the show is by shopping at my Etsy shop, The Sun and Moon Oily Co. Over on the Sun and Moon Oily Co., I offer Bible-based spell oils, ritual bath salts, Jesus witch or Christian witch-specific mystery boxes, and custom spell oils. Over on my Etsy shop is where you can also book different types of readings with me. I offer tarot readings for your inner child, channel messages from Jesus or from Lilith. I also have a listing for general tarot readings. You could grab a soul contract reading between yourself and another person or yourself and a deity that you're working with or curious to work with. Or even grab an astrology reading for yourself or an astrology reading for your kiddos to help you parent them better and more effectively. There's also Jesus Witch merch on my Etsy shop and so many other things that I am planning on adding to my shop. So head over to the Sun and Moon Oily Co. to check that out. Another thing you can do to support the growth of the Jesus Witch podcast is join our Discord community. The Jesus Witch Church is our free 18-plus Discord community where we host Jesus Witch Church services and moon circles. This is your place to ask all Jesus Witch or witchy questions in general and make some really awesome friends. You can find the link to our church in the show notes page. Another free way you could support the Jesus Witch podcast is by sharing this show with a friend and rating it on whatever podcasting app you're using with five stars. Leaving us a nice review really helps get the word out about the show, and don't forget to subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting app. Another thing you could do to help the creation of the show is send a donation to the Jesus Witch Podcast via Cash App or PayPal. It takes a lot of time and effort for me to create the Jesus Witch Podcast, and getting donations helps me get the support and help that I need to be able to create this type of content for you. Donations also help keep this podcast free to everybody, so if you love this show and the information that's being put out there, please consider sending a donation to my PayPal or my Cash App. The username on both is the Jesus Wedge Podcast, but the link for both of those can be found in the show notes page. And the final way that you could help support the creation of the Jesus Wedge Podcast is by sending me a gift. In the show notes page, I have the link to my Amazon wish list. Everything that I put on this wish list was put there to help create content for you. Simply put, buying things off of this Amazon wish list helps me so that I don't have to purchase them myself. So I can put more of my resources in towards making the Jesus Witch Podcast. If you would like to support the Jesus Witch Podcast by buying me a gift or in any other way, you can find all the links to everything mentioned in this ad in the show notes page. Now let's get back to the show. I feel like it's really important to not push our beliefs specifically onto our kids. When I talk to my kids about my beliefs, I always say, this is what I believe. And, you know, I try to end the conversation with like, if you believe differently, that's okay too, because I want them to understand that I am not here creating a doctrine for them. I'm trying to just create an open door for them to like walk through. And part of doing that is when you create that open door and they actually take the steps to move through it, you have to be there holding their hand and helping them with that and guiding them on that journey. 
Like, for example, my eldest and I started to read Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief, and he became really interested in the idea of other gods and goddesses having specific rulerships and, like, associations with different things. Like, you know how, like, Poseidon is um, king of the sea, and, like, Zeus is king of the sky with lightning, and Dionysus is, like, wine, and Chiron, you know, being um, a centaur, that really interested him, and he really liked that whole idea of mythology and having um, specific deities and specific entities to call on for different tasks. So one thing we do is we research other gods and goddesses. If I find like interesting videos about them on TikTok that I think are, you know, bite size and easily digestible for somebody his age, I'll show them to him. I do try to focus on deities that I know or assume that his ancestors would have worked with. I really feel like exploring those deities is an easier way to find somebody that you relate to on a one-on-one -on -one level because those are the gods of your ancestors. Those are the gods of your bloodline. Like your DNA is already used to that energy. So you might resonate with it because of, you know, either an experience with that deity in a past life or the way that an ancestor has experienced that deity and like it awakes something within you. So that's kind of the philosophy I follow when researching other gods and goddesses with my eldest. So outside of the Abrahamic pantheon, what that looks like for him is researching some like Celtic deities and research researching Norse pagan deities as well. But speaking of Abrahamic pantheon deities, with this whole like wanting to research gods and goddesses because they have different associations with different things, we also started to research saints so that he learns like even though there's other pantheons and they do that specifically with gods and goddesses and all that cool stuff, we also with the Abrahamic pantheon, we have something similar to that and we have saints that you can call upon for different things and you can work with them on different things and you know you can have one be your like buddy and like be your patron saint. Um, so we talk a lot about saint work and how that correlates with like other gods and goddesses having associations, how they have different associations. And so if he like asks me, what's a sky god? We'll look up a couple sky gods and then he'll be like, okay, well then let's look up some sky saints. So we'll look up some saints who did like, you know, um, protected pilots or protected the air, like, you know, like things like that, just for an example. Another philosophy that I live by for my like spirituality lens of parenting, Jesus witchery parenting, like, I don't know what words to put there. Anyway, but the other philosophy that I live by, and this is something that I've come to because I've had to deconstruct um, from an evangelical lens, right? For me, the church that I came from, the ICOC, if you did not raise children who became baptized members, baptized disciples of the ICOC, you failed as a parent. You did not do your job. You did not raise Christians. And for years and years and years and years, all I've said is I don't care if I raise smart kids. I don't care if I raise successful kids. All I care about is if I raise kids who love Jesus. But what does it mean if my kids love Jesus and they do not act like him? What does it matter if my kids love Jesus but hate their neighbor? What does it matter if my kids love Jesus but are greedy with everything that they have? What is the point of that? What did I do so hard to raise them to love Jesus for if they didn't become like him, right? So I've changed this all I want is my children to 
believe in Jesus. All I want is my children to believe in Jesus. I've changed that goal to be my goal as a parent is to raise a good human. And my job is to give them the tools to do that. And for me, my tools are Jesus' teachings. I can teach them how to be like Christ without shoving a doctrine down their throats. I can teach them like, hey, I like to give to others. I give to the poor because this is what Jesus says in the Bible. And he's a really important example for me. Um, And this is like how I would like you to live your life. This is the lifestyle I would like you to have. I would like you to be giving. I would like you to be loving. I would like you to be kind to your neighbor. Um, So that's a huge, that's been a huge thing that I've had to go through on my deconstruction journey. And I feel like it's really helped me parent my kids in a totally different way because I don't have this like pressure on myself to force them to believe something they might not want to believe in they might not resonate with but it gives me the motivation to be a better person and a better example for them so that they end up being Christ-like people there are actually two different bible verses that help me come up with this specific parenting philosophy and the first one is Proverbs 22 verse 6 this verse states direct your children onto the right path and when they were older they will not leave it For me, this means to show your children how to be good people. At the end of the day, that's what Jesus was. He was a good person. He loved people. He loved people who weren't loved in his community. He ministered to them. He healed people. He healed people energetically without asking for a dime back. This is the example I would like my children to follow, right? These are This is the path I would like for them to follow. It's not necessarily that I would like them to follow the Abrahamic God. I would love that. Don't get me wrong. I would absolutely love it if at the end of the day they decide to be Jesus followers and, you know, worship the Abrahamic deities and all of this stuff. I would feel, like, really great. But as long as they're good humans, I know I've done my job. And Jesus is my tool to be a good human, so I will use him as a tool to teach my children how to be good humans. The other verse that really has helped me with this philosophy, and um, this is also like a nod to gentle parenting, um, which is more like, you know, when I talk about like offerings that you give to, to Mother Mary, I feel like gentle parenting is a great offering to give to her because like to raise Jesus, she had to be the most ultimate gentle, peaceful amazing ascended parent in the entire world right um but the verse is from ephesians 6 4 it says parents do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them rather bring them up with discipline and instruction that comes from the lord do not provoke your children our attitudes have a lot to do with our kids and the way that they treat us. The way that we treat them is the way that they treat us. They're like, our, our kids are a straight up reflection of who we are as people and the way that we treat them and the way that we respect them. So this verse is telling you, respect your children. Do not treat them angrily. Bring them up with love. Show them the ways and the instruction that comes from the Lord. Don't. This is not saying shove the Lord down your kid's throat. No, show your kids the way of the, bring them up with the instruct, the discipline and the instruction that comes with the Lord. Bring them up with the discipline and the instruction that comes from the Lord. Okay. What kind of discipline comes from Jesus? Love, giving, forgiveness, caring. These are the disciplines that come from the Lord, that come from Jesus. Bring them up with that and then they will be 
good humans. Because again, your goal as a parent is to raise a good human and give them the tools to be good humans. So now that we've talked about like ground rules and philosophy surrounding like my spiritual lens with parenting, um, let's talk about like some resources for witchy kiddos, for Jesus witchy kiddos specifically. So the resources for Jesus witchy kiddos is no different than for like traditionally Christian kiddos. For my kids, I love to show them this like online church at home service from Saddleback Kids. I watch the episode first to screen it and make sure that like, you know, I like the content that's in there because it's always important, especially with dealing with evangelical content. It's very important to screen what your child's watching. I feel like that's important no matter what your kid's watching, but um, I especially do so with religious content because I don't want my kids to get a bad impression of God um, because of something that I've shown them, you know what I'm saying? So I personally like Saddleback Kids. It's like pretty, you know, there are certain things that are like, hmm, but the rest of it for the most part is really engaging and, you know, like pretty mild and just really brings God in a fun lens. And they do like, they break up their church at home for different age groups. So there's one video I could show to Scott that's a little bit more on his level. Then there's another set of videos that I could show to Dexter that are more on his level. And it helps both of them gain an understanding for God, Jesus, and the Bible and spirituality in that way. And just so you know, I'll leave the links for all of these resources in the show notes page so you don't have to like go searching around for them. The other thing I really like is the Jesus Storybook Bible. Again, there are certain wordings in this Bible that I personally do not like especially in the new testament and like um surrounding the crucifixion there's a lot of stuff about sin and guilt that i don't like to expose my children to i will eventually like when they're older and teach them why people get wrapped up so much in a church you know what i'm saying um but that's not something that i expose them to now so when i do get to that part of the book i have to like censor it a little bit and like say different wording and that's like totally fun with my kids like you know i can customize it how i need to customize it to fit the lens that we would like to look at jesus through um but i i think it's a great bible i I actually think it's a really good bible even if you're not a child um there have definitely been times where i've been reading the storybook bible and like a little she like choked up and I'm like oh my gosh it's like oh it's so good um I love the illustrations the work the effort that was put into this it's a very gorgeous 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 children's bible um so if you have kiddos or even if you don't you just want to get into reading the bible in a more like palatable way Jesus storybook bible awesome awesome bible like I love it so much and by the same company of the Jesus storybook bible they have these a couple other like little board books that are like psalms um, my personal favorite is found which is based off of psalm 23 literally cry every time i read it i will link all of the ones that we have in the show notes page but i love these little board book like proverbs or psalms whatever they are because they look at god through such a loving and light lens and like they have these beautiful illustrations and wordings and it really like depicts the beauty of god's love and i find that to be really important so it's personally like i love them so much 
love the rhyme time bible or story time storybook bible and i love the little like proverbs books they make they're so cute i highly recommend them if you are jesus witchy parenting yo kiddos the other book that i have is called um the new earth you're gonna love it and it's basically a children's <laughs> depiction of the book of revelation and there are again with all evangelical resources there are a few things in there that kind of make you go uh-huh um and you definitely have to like work around however this is one of the most important resources for me as a jesus witchy parent because it talks about the verse in revelation and like has a huge depiction of all the crystals that the bible says are going to be lining the gates and the streets of heaven i find this to be incredibly important because it proves to my kids that god made crystals and that working with them and having them in our homes brings a little bit of the vibration of heaven into our space showing them the evidence of crystals in the bible teaches them that these things are not a sin and it also teaches them that the church is like manipulating the word in some sort of way if it's very clearly stating in revelation that there are crystals there then why do so many christians view owning crystals and having them in your home as a sin that does not make any sense so by exposing them to this book and to the evidence of crystals being in the Bible, I hope that that opens a little bit of questioning so that they realize that not everything in the Bible is meant to be the way that it is. The last book that I have that is really useful on my Jesus Witchy parenting journey is the book What is God Like? And I love this book because it's very inclusive. There's so many different like people being depicted within the illustrations of this book. But I also really love it because it refers to God using she, her pronouns as well as he, him pronouns. And I think that is so incredibly important. It teaches the kids a little bit about the duality of God while also affirming to them that there is a goddess aspect of God. And as somebody who's raising two little boys, it's really important for me, for them, to understand that there is a divine feminine because I don't want them to feel like just because there's only a divine masculine that they're better than women because there's a lack of a divine feminine in mainstream Christianity. Um, because that was definitely the impression that I would get in the ICOC when, you know, talking to kingdom kids and their view of women. Um, and I don't want my children to have the same. So I feel like adding the divine feminine makes it a little bit more equal and teaches them how to be a little bit, you know, more graceful in that situation and not look down upon anybody. And I think that's really important. And I just, I really love that this book includes she, her pronouns for God. So those are my favorite Christian specific resources that you can look at it through a witchy lens. Um, but some of my favorite like witchy kid resources, there's an astrology book that I have for kids. Again, all of this will be linked in the description so that it's easy for you to find. Um, I have an astrology book for my kiddos that is really, really cute. Um, it just gives a breakdown of the signs, the basics, like positive, negative traits of each of the signs, the symbols. Um, it's a really great like little picture book and beginner book into astrology for kiddos. Then we also have the kids tarot deck. Dexter got that for Christmas um, and he's been really liking pulling cards from there. It's super cute and I love how they make the images, the tarot images more child friendly and a little bit more appealing to younger eyes. 
Another deck that I have for the kids is like the Children's Animal Guide Oracle. I will leave that linked as well. That was the first deck that I ever got for my kids. Both my kids really, really like that one. I think that that's better for younger audiences. Like you could definitely get that for a three-year-old and have them start to understand the idea behind Oracle. Um, but I really love those cards as well for kiddos. You can obviously use other tarot decks and oracle decks with your kiddos. I personally love the kids specific decks with mine. I also will let my kids pick from my tarot decks like my Lightseer's tarot or my Wandering Star tarot or more specifically we have a mythic tarot deck that was given to us by my father-in-law. So when I'm doing readings on that I love when my kids pull cards from there and I love when they put their energy on it because it's like a family deck. Um, so you can use whatever cards that you have with your kids but I just really like the kids tarot deck and the little animal one that my kiddos have they they really like those cards too and I also like having <laughs> this is kind of like a selfish thing but I also like having their them have their own deck so that like if they mess up a card or like crimple it or rip it or something it's not one of my tarot decks and I don't feel like I need to replace it instantly you know what I'm saying like for them it's a little bit um, these are like more as much as it's their spiritual practice it's them playing into having a spiritual practice whereas like the cards for me are like important and if I don't have one then I can't use the deck you know so um, that's also another reason why I like them having their own decks but I just want to note that also as a witchy parent, tools like tarot can be really insightful for helping you while you're parenting your children. If you're going through a phase where you just don't know how to help your child or don't really know what they're going through because either maybe they're like nonverbal, they're too young, or maybe they're a teenager and don't want to talk to you anymore, like sort of thing, using tarot could be a really insightful way to teach you how to like relate to your child again and to like get guidance on what you can do to help them open up more to you. I read tarot on my kids all the time, but I also really love to do soul contract readings with my children, especially when I feel like we're going through a more difficult parenting phase. Soul contract readings change like every single time you do them because you're never going to be able to get the entire complete soul contract of your relationship with another person in one reading. It's so, so, so complex, especially if you're meant to have a long relationship with that person, especially if you're their parent. That's a lifelong relationship, you know? So... I'll do soul contract readings on myself and my kids to like figure out the energy of the information. What am I supposed to be learning in this situation? What are they trying to teach me? How am I supposed to be reacting and responding to this? Like I love to use soul contract for that as well. And I also really love to use astrology to help me parent my kiddos. The way that I do this is I'll look at their birth charts and I'll look at like the specific energies and their moon placements. Their moon placement is really important for kids, especially with kids relating to their mother because the moon is the sign of the mom. Um, so we'll look at that and we'll focus on like different ways that I can approach my children based on their signs, based on, you know, the energies that are presented in their chart. Like just for example, between my two kids, um, Dexter, he has an Aries moon, so he likes competitive and competitions a little bit more um, so when I'm finding it a little bit more challenging to get him to do something for me I will frame it in the phase of like or in the question of a competition right so I'll be like hey Dexter how fast can you pick up all these Legos on the floor or how fast can you run from the car and back to get me my purse that I left in there you know what I'm saying like trying to make it trying to play on that Aries moon a little bit and like the competitiveness that 
that placement really likes whereas my second baby he's like a super virgo he's a virgo sun virgo venus virgo mars virgo midheaven all conjunct each other super virgo so he loves to be of service like literally like it's his bread and butter and I can get that child on a good day I can get that child out of a temper tantrum by asking him to help me by asking him to be of service um, to me or of service to his brother that's really useful Um, he likes to lean into his sun sign a little bit more my eldest son likes to lean into his moon sign a little bit more Um, so really just getting an idea of their charts and that energy really helps because it helps have a better picture of how you can like present yourself to them and how you can talk to them how you can level with them on a way that they'll be really receptive to And if you didn't know, on my Etsy shop, I offer not only soul contract readings, but I offer a type of astrology reading called Astro Parenting, where I look at your kiddo's chart to like discuss all of the things that I was talking about before, how we can look at your child's chart and use it as a tool for in your parenting arsenal so that you can like level on your child on a one-on-one, you know, way. But we also look at your chart compared to your kiddo's chart to see like, what kind of energy the both of you have together and how you can work to build that relationship up further. So now that we've talked about like parenting principles for introducing spirituality to your children, we've also talked about a few resources that you can use as a parent that you can um, show your children to explain God to them and like even a couple of witchier resources that you can use in your parenting arsenal and with your kiddos. Um, So now let's talk about how do you involve your kiddos into a practice. I feel like this answer is literally the most simple answer, but also like the most complicated answer. And it's kind of like a two-part answer. One, involve them in everything that you could possibly involve them in. And two, make mundane things magical. So when you're sitting down in the morning to pull some cards, ask them to join you. Ask them to pull a card or two. When you're going to the crystal store to pick out a crystal or two, ask them to come and ask them to choose a crystal for themselves and for their altar. If you don't have an altar for your kiddos in your home, maybe consider making one for them. And if you don't have the space for you and your kiddos to have separate altars, maybe consider sharing an altar with your kid. Obviously, if you share an altar with your kid, you wouldn't be able to have like certain types of objects on there, but that's okay. You know, like you don't have to have the most perfect altar in the world if you want to involve your kiddo into it. Like giving them a space to express their spirituality, I find is way more important than having a pretty Pinterest perfect altar. If you're sitting down to read your Bible, ask them if they would like to join you by sitting down and reading their own. Or if your kiddos can't read, then maybe you put on a program like Saddleback Kids for them so that they can get some sort of Bible education while you do yours. I feel like including them is super simple. All you have to do is just ask them to participate in the things that you're doing. My kiddos also love to cast spells. We like to do candle magic together. And another thing we really like to do, especially during the changing of the seasons, is to just go outside and observe the earth that's around us. And for me in my practice right now, like celebrating Wheel of the Year holidays have a lot to do with my kids and creating fun, age-appropriate activities for them like in bulk which is um in february celebrated february 1st it's also a day where um catholics will honor saint bridget it's her feast day uh, we did a saint bridget spell like where we manifested some like warm weather for spring we baked um a cake using blackberries which is something that's associated with saint bridget and we went outside to look for budding signs of spring so it's just 
for me, my holiday practice has a lot to do like with them. And I feel like holidays are the easiest times where you can make magic for your kids because it's already there. It's already a magical and special day. You just have to find some activities that they would like to do that like correlate with the theme of the day. So then my other tip was to make the mundane magical. My kids don't take regular baths anymore. They take ritual baths. We put Epsom salt in their baths. Sometimes we put some herbs and oils to match like the intention and the vibe that we're going for. That's one really easy way to make the mundane magical for them because taking a bath is pretty mundane, but then you add all the fancy stuff into it and like, voila, there you go. They're doing spell work. Involving your kids in cooking and teaching them the magical correspondence to every herb and ingredient that you throw into the meals you make is also a super simple way to make the mundane magical. Involve your kiddos in witchery. Then if you're an outdoorsy family and like to go hiking, maybe start learning how to forage together. Look for things like witches' burrs or maybe mugwort locally, whatever kind of things you have where you are and like take some of it obviously like a respectable amount um, and make your hikes magical by collecting tools and ingredients for your witchery those are just a few examples of ways that you can make the mundane more magical but like it is truly so simple to involve your kids in witchery and in spell work and in magic because children are already so magical and so close to spirit that all we have to do is give them a little nudge and they'll eat it up with a spoon So these are all of my philosophies and tips when it comes to involving kiddos in Jesus witchery. I hope that you found this episode to be really helpful, especially if you're a parent and trying to raise Jesus witchy kids, or if you're thinking about becoming a parent, um, I hope that this inspires you to do that because I love babies. So send me pictures of your babies, please. As I said before, all of the resources and things mentioned in this podcast episode will be able to be found in the show notes page. In the show notes page, you'll also find the link to our Patreon to become a Patreon supporter of the show and get ad-free and early episodes of the Jesus Witch Podcast, as well as extended show notes pages. You can also find the link to my Etsy shop in there where you can book soul contract readings and astro parenting readings, as well as other types of readings. I do like talking to Jesus readings and her child readings. I also have like spell oils uh, that you can buy that are made using bible verses and like ritual bath salts a bunch of stuff so go check out the etsy shop i also have a christian witch mystery box oh my gosh those are so fun to put together um but yeah click the link in the show notes page to check out my etsy shop or anything else that we mentioned here today so now it's the time that we have all been waiting for this week's verse of the day 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 this week we are going to be reading matthew 19 verses 13 through 15. I chose this group of verses for this episode just as a reminder that children are a blessing and like if you have them or if you want them or you know if you're around them that learning from children is so important because they are truly the key. They're truly the key to finding heaven, to finding the kingdom of God, and to finding Jesus's like heart. So here's what the verses say. One day, some parents brought their children to Jesus so he could lay his hands on them and pray for them. But the disciples scolded the parents for bothering him. But Jesus said, let the children come to me. Don't stop them. For the kingdom of heaven belongs to those who are like these children. And he placed the hand, his hands on their heads and blessed them before he left. I think those verses are so beautiful and like I said before they're a reminder that we need we need kids like we need kids in our society and we need to learn from them and learning from them is the way the way that we 
figure out the heart of Christ, the way that we figure out the kingdom of God, the way that we learn how to love and be playful and be giving and, you know, just be joyful and live life to the full. So I hope that that verse inspires you to be a little bit more childlike this week. And I hope that this episode inspires you to involve your children into your witchery practice. But with all of that, I'm gonna like go. Um, I don't know how to end these episodes. I'm never gonna learn how to end these episodes. So I hope you like awkward ending episode endings for life. Okay, bye. (laughs)